Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it's a sunny Saturday afternoon here in London. It's actually the hottest day of the year so far. And as expected, I said yesterday, I'll look forward to it all day and then I'll probably complain about all of the heat and sweat and, you know, pretty much came true. Um, but this last week, so it's about a week ago, Mark Ronson released his new collaborative effort, as he does, um, called Late Night Feelings. And I'd heard a little bit about the album or a couple of snippets, I suppose. Everyone in the world probably heard the brilliant Miley song, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. Um, and then there were a few other singles released um, in advance. I think there was um, Camila Cabello's Find You Again. We'll get onto that in a moment. A song that first time I kind of heard it, I was a bit like, meh, you know, kind of a bit M.O.R., middle of the road. Um, and then also another one, I can't remember which one it was, but I was sort of like, no, I'm not really sure how this is all going to hang together. But I have not listened to an album so much in such a short space of time or enjoyed an album this much in such a long time as well. I mean, I have a backlog of podcasts at the moment for the first time in about three years because I'm prioritising this album over just about everything else. Um, so I did post this week, uh, I post a couple of the tracks in my stories on like Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, and then I did sort of a more, you know, a written out sort of thoughtful post as well. And I had a few people sort of write back and say, yes, great, brilliant. And then another friend of mine who was actually visiting London from the, U the US this week had sent to me a message and said, should I just listen to like one song, like start somewhere or just is it the whole thing end to end? And, you know, let's, let's sort of park to the side the fact that she's sort of almost shading the album concept there, something that I am deeply, deeply wedded to. But this is an album that absolutely deserves to be listened to end to end. So I was meeting her last night for a drink and I was standing outside of work, just sort of listening to um, one of the tracks that I've become quite, quite enamoured with across the week that has grown on me immensely, um, probably for about the third re repeat listen in, in the space of 10 minutes while I was waiting. And then she sort of walked up and she's like, guess what I'm listening to? And I was like, what? And then she showed me the song and it was Find You Again, Mark Ronson featuring Camila Cabello. And I was like, same here. So we sort of did a bit of a jump around and had a bit of a bond over that. Completely forgot to like give each other a hug, but it almost felt like, you know, there was a more spiritual and meaningful connection just in sharing, sharing that song. And I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. This song is so representative of this album for me in terms of like, the I would say confusion, but I guess the unsuspecting nature of how much I'm enjoying it. As I said, I started listening to, um, I listened to Find You Again a couple of times before the album came out. And I was a bit, bit underwhelmed, I suppose, particularly after how, you know, instantaneous and brilliant and kind of unique the Miley um, collaboration was. Um, but Camila Cabello has been one of those kind of very interesting sort of journeys for me as a listener. I won't quite say fan just yet, but I watched the X Factor series that she was in in the US um, when she joined Fifth Harmony. And look, admittedly, they were all very young. I probably shouldn't have been as judgy, but she used to wear these stupid big flowers in her hair and sort of trail her voice like she was some, you know, soprano Christina Aguilera. And it was all just a little bit annoying and a bit twee and a bit irritating. And then, of course, um, she left Fifth Harmony and I thought, good, I did not wish her particularly well only because I didn't really think she had much of a, a presence um, above, I guess, sort of the tween market. Um, so she released a couple of dance tracks and I was sort of like, yep, that's about as sort of, you know, as bland as I would expect. 
And then she released Havana and I was sort of like, oh, who's this? Then I learned it was Camila Cabello, her collaboration with Pharrell. And I was sort of like, okay, like maybe this is Pharrell. Like maybe he's the reason this song is so good. But look, notwithstanding, it was a pretty bloody brilliant track. Um, And so since then, you know, she's kind of been on my radar a little bit more. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Katy Perry. When she released I Kissed a Girl, I was like, ugh, this is gross. I hate the concept of this song. I hate the shtick of it. And I really just hate how brazenly obvious and in your face it was. Admittedly, even if there was a pretty sort of decent beat to it. But then Katie released Hot and Cold and I was sort of like, okay, um, this, this is all right. You know, I still, I still wasn't quite there. But then, of course, she released Teenage Dream, which would absolutely for me go down as one of the top 10 pop songs of all time. I absolutely loved it. And so I was sort of had to just accept that, you know what, maybe I'm here for Katy Perry now. Maybe I'm down for it and I just have to accept it. And, you know, over the years, I've obviously um, really appreciated her much, much more. And that's sort of where I'm at. Like, Find You Again might be kind of my teenage dream for Camila Cabello because I am just absolutely loving this song. It's kind of... It does stand out on the album. It's a little bit sort of more sort of traditional pop with some sort of interesting con- um, elements as well. I mean, some of the distortion of the voice. I think some of the lyrics are like are quite cute and, and really clever as well. You know, this crush is kind of crushing me. And when she rhymes um, blurry about having tears in her eyes with worry. And I don't know, I, I, I can't quite describe it, but I am just listening to this song end to end, back to back. And this album end to end as well. So fortunately, that album, that song comes in at track three. Um, But I just, this album, I'm I'm trying to work out what it is because it's so not in your face. Like it's, it's not a, it's not sort of the, it's not overwhelming pop sensibility or a particular thing that's like hooking you in is this really unusual tension between the music and in typical Mark Ronson fashion, there's some really nice sort of funk in there, even if it's kind of got a bit more of a, a sort of poppy R&B streak to it. Um, and the vocalists, you know, I mean, all females, which is, uh, you know, something that I tend to sway towards in, in at least the pop world and maybe R&B as well. But the diversity of artists on there as well. I mean, you've got Camila Cabello. I think she's starting to kind of diversify a little bit in terms of her profile and her brand and the music she's doing and building up a bit more cred. You've got Licky Lee, who I think if anyone was going to contribute to an album of saddish songs called Late Night Feelings, I think she could have released an album called Late Night Feelings. Um, and then, of course, you've got Miley doing Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. I think that's a song and a sound. I almost wish she would kind of embrace and explore that specifically. I think she's obviously been trying out a lot of different things over the last few years and, you know, to mixed success. Nothing that's really landed quite like that song, I think. And it really brings out the best of the the kind of country tradition that she grew up in and, you know, that her, her, you know, beautiful husky voice is absolutely really well suited to, along with sort of the pop stuff that she's um, been embracing a little bit more of over the last couple of years as well. Um, so they are, they're probably, you know, the, the three sort of more high profile. Of course, you have Alicia Keys on the song Truth as well. Because um, I'm just freestyling this, I can't remember the other person's name, which is really bad on that track. But 
Um, it's it's an excellent, excellent song. I, I really love it. It's a very kind of Alicia Keys sort of theme in there around truth. Um, and it's a little bit of earnestness as we've come to expect from her. But there's, there's a real sort of um, jam out vibe in it as well, which I, I really, really love. Um, but I think sort of one of the really more interesting parts of this album is some of the lesser known um, singers and contributors that are on it as well. So... There is a run of three tracks in the first half of the album by someone called Yebba, um, Y-E-B-B-A, who I had never heard of before. Um, and it almost feels like there's a mini EP in there somewhere. Yet it also feels like that, that, that there's a similarity and a cohesiveness, not just to those three songs. I would say the entire album somehow, that's probably Mark Ronson's hand and the, and, the, and the sound that he has been able to kind of create in there. It's certainly not same-same at all. Um, but those three songs by Yeba also, if you didn't know, well, you might think, well, I did, that could be the same person. It could also be three very different people as well. I mean, the, the range of the voice and her voice and just really, really, you know, great, brilliant lyrics in there as well. And I think one of the things I'm probably enjoying most about this album, you know, is some of the, the metaphors and the descriptions and the feelings and the way they're being articulated by these female vocalists and, you know, the words underneath them that are really, really a few moments. I'm like, oh, that that's quite cool. There's a bit where Licky Lee in um, Late Night Feelings, so the kind of first full track on the album, um, where she says, you know, I, I, I lay awake alone, but the voices talk to me, or I, I lay awake at night, but the night talks to me or something like that. And, you know, there's something quite visceral about that. There's something quite relatable and, um, you know, it seems like quite a simple thing, but it just, yeah, really, really just speaks to me and sort of, you know, pricks my ears up. And I think, oh, that's, yeah, I, I like that. That's clever. I feel something from that and I, I really relate to it. Um, otherwise, there is a track towards the end called Why Hide by, well, which features um, Diana Gordon, um, which again, just really, really beautiful and a little bit heartbreaking, but there's just something in the music that there is this sort of juxtaposition or, or tension between sort of some of the, the beats, which sound really nice and smooth, and then the lyrics and, and the vocals, which are probably a little bit more on the sort of the, the, you know, the sadder or the, the emotional side. And I think that's one of the things that I'm probably enjoying most and it's quite subtle, um, but that's probably the thing that's standing this album out for me, I would say. And just while we are on the Diana Gordon track, um, you may be familiar with her as Winter Gordon um, released a track about oh, eight years ago called Dirty Talk, which I think went to number one in Australia. And it was a bit of a sort of, you know, a, a bit of a, a Eurodance banger, I suppose. Um, and yeah, she's over the last few years really taken to evolving her songwriting. She did a few tracks on Beyonce's Lemonade, which is obviously a super, super credible achievement and probably speaks volumes to her talent and her unique contribution um, but seems that she's now sort of stepping out into more of a sort of traditional, I don't want to say R&B because I think everything is labelled R&B, but, you know, somewhere along that way, we're more about the vocals and the mood rather than perhaps, you know, the bangers that she might have released with Dirty Talk. But I would say overall for the album that it, it, there is, when I've been trying to think, why is it that I'm loving this so much? And I talked a little bit about that kind of tension between the music and the vocals and the lyrics. And 
I think it's because it reminds me a little bit of like the energy, the spirit of, of R&B. Like if I think about a song like Groove Theory, Tell Me, which is absolutely one of my goddamn favorite songs of all time. And it's this very beautiful, very emotional sort of lyrics, all delivered with this kind of real buoyancy to the beat and to the sound. And it's almost something you can dance to, even though it is a bit of a ballad. And that's how this album feels to me. It feels to me a little bit like R&B, or at least the way R&B makes me feel and the components of R&B that make me feel that way. Um, I just, I absolutely love this album. There's a couple more tracks that I'll talk about, and then I think I'll have probably talked about every single one of them. Um, Pieces of You, I don't know if that's what it's called, but it features um, it features King Princess, again, a sort of an, an up-and-coming, lesser-known singer, and there's a lovely sort of metaphor in there about you know, our trust and our love, you know, it's being cut up and there's kind of pieces of it everywhere. Um, listen to the song, obviously. I'm not doing a brilliant job at articulating that, but yeah, I just, um, and then of course the Angel Olsen track, which when I heard it and I was thinking, gosh, this sounds like familiar and, and not to discredit it at all, because I think it's a better version of the song and a slightly different nuanced version to the song that, I, that it reminds me of, which is um, a Groove Armada track um, from a few years ago called I Won't Kneel, which had a slightly kind of dancier vibe to it and the vocals were a bit more explosive. Um, whereas this Angel Olsen track, it just sort of almost steps into like an, an alt-country type vibe. Um, and it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And, um, I'm just flat out loving this album. I, I, I really hope everyone gives it a go. It will not slap you across the face and you probably want the first listen where you go, oh, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Maybe you will. I don't think it took me too many listens, but I think for all the reasons I mentioned, there was enough familiarity in there for me in artists and in sounds and in mood that it probably spoke to me, um, you know, spoke to my my sensibilities a little bit more, but there is a really, really exciting thing happening on this album and it's just so enjoyable and it's just, you know, a joy and a beauty to sit with end to end. And I kind of want to do this podcast now because I'm a little bit concerned that maybe I will uh, sort of listen to it until it's death basically, um, which I can't say happening in like the near, near future, but I think it's certainly at risk. So I've been sort of having a few palate cleansers today with some rap and some other music like Megan Thee Stallion's Fever. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, So I'm just trying to sort of balance things out a little bit before I get a little bit um, in too deep. So that's Mark Ronson, Late Night Feelings. Give it a spin. I really think that it's, it's an album that can appeal to so many different people. Um... I'll be really interested to hear what you think. Like, what is it about it that is kind of really hooking you in if it is? Or if you're not really enjoying it, what is it about that as well? But yeah, I look forward to um, to you guys enjoying it as much as me and, and hearing a little bit more about it. All right, I'm off to the park, so I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.